nice to meet you. We're all glad you came. Won't you try and remember our name? Hello, Sharks fans, and welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Teal, the Fear the Fin podcast. I'm C. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, because of what you did last week? <laughs> yes, I, I am still, I've been in Canadian jail, which is, uh, it's just an igloo with a caribou outside um, <laughs> for this past week. But no, I am sorry that our wonderful episode did not come out to the masses, and we didn't get to talk about anything, but... Uh, it kind of is nice because now the sharks are really good and we can just be happy instead of being medium happy. It is it is unfortunate. It was such a good episode. Like, I know I said that a lot in the little mini thing that I did last week, but God, it was really good. But we're not going to, we're not going to lament on that because... Nope, but you will hear some of the same jokes and you just won't know that we're saying <laughs> them again. <laughs> you might. They might fall a little flat the second time around. That usually happens with us. It's it's bad. If we spend too much time before recording making jokes about the sharks, then then when we try and do them in the show, it's like uh, they're just not as funny. I think I think we've got a good pattern now. We we call each other on uh, well, we Google Hangouts each other, and then uh, we talk about uh, stuff that has nothing to do with hockey. Like today, we talked about X Men. Yep, we warm up the jokes a little bit uh, with yeah. things that are not related to hockey. But oh. we have some good hockey to talk about this week. I'm really happy with how the Sharks did. Last time we recorded uh, right after the New Jersey game, so that was a little depressing. That road trip was a little depressing, except for the Philly game. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> but this week, we've got two wins in the books, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot better than beating the shit out of New Jersey and then losing 3-1 and then being like, well, what is happening here? Instead, the San Jose, uh, the San Jose, the Sharks were the beaters and uh, crappy Eastern teams were the beat ease. So it was, it's, it's a lot more fun to talk about the Sharks just absolutely ruining teams. Right. And especially on that road trip too, it was like they lost to teams they shouldn't have lost against. Um, I do think with, yeah, well, and the Rangers too, I mean, like, come on. But I think New Jersey, that one was fairly evenly matched. And I I think that was something I had added into that game preview that, you know, even though New Jersey obviously had a smaller sample size at the time, that they still statistically looked like pretty even squads, which was surprising considering New Jersey, (laughs) the way that they they Yeah, they're pretty good. But, you know, this week... If you look at on paper, San Jose is the better team than both of these two. So it's nice to win against teams that you should be winning against. I think it's easier to accept a loss if it's a team that that like it is a little more evenly matched or it's uh it yeah you like if, you, if you're playing if you're playing like Nashville or Toronto or something like that it's, you understand if you're going to drop one and you win one whatever but mm-hmm. when you split the season series against the Islanders like it's kind of disheartening but at the same time. Whatever, we're past that. We're good. They just yeah. beat up on New yeah. York. Yeah, let's talk. We'll talk about the Islanders first, just because I think it's, you know, we're recording this the day after the game and it's still pretty fresh. And tempers I, have cooled. Uh, yeah. Hopeful. hopeful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just, my thing about the Islanders watching them and like knowing that this is now Lou Lamorello's team, it's frustrating because in a lot of ways the NHL has moved toward 
skilled players. That is like the, the, you know, they're, this isn't the same hockey it was 20 years ago and it, or 50 years ago, or, you know, this hockey's changed so much. And then you get to the Islanders moving backwards in just about every conceivable way. <laughs> and it's, it's very frustrating. So you're telling me Matt Martin isn't a first line player? God. It's just funny because um, like Lou Lamorello is 74. I don't know. He's above 70. And like he he's going to be in the Hall of Fame if he's not already for things that he deservedly did in building the Devils um, through the late 80s and the 90s and winning cups right. and stuff like that. Right, and that's right. great. But there becomes a point when the game has passed you by i think the good saying is these this isn't your dad's nhl anymore it's just different now and and he hasn't adapted even with the leafs Uh, matt martin was still there guys like leo komarov were still there they had roman polak suiting up so it's just a lot of the way it was and unfortunately the darian hatchers of the world just don't fit in anymore which is whatever however you feel about that but lula morello iced a, a team of fourth lines basically right. well and it's not to say that those players don't exist in the nhl anymore or you know even that um that they, they don't can't have, be good that they don't have a place in the league i i can't say that because obviously they're still getting hired and there is still that that perception that that's a need for teams to have even just a fourth liner that can throw down but i think we've moved on from the the idea that that's a a heavy desirable trait you know that that's something that if that's all a guy can do that's still good and valuable and you look at you know teams that have guys like that they have a guy like (laughs) they have a single yeah they they usually have one one human who chucks the knucks but like exactly not seven not the entire <laughs> lineup not every d pairing and every line has do you think one. do you think matt barzel comes out to practice and is like for fuck's sakes like <laughs> <laughs> and just has to like he's like i didn't sp- i didn't keep getting sent down and slid my elc three years to come back and play with leo Komarov and val filpula like uh, <sighs> it must be sad but like it's nice too that teams are moving away from the enforcer san jose doesn't have one no, our four, our fourth our fourth line is Barkley, Goodrow, Rourke, Chartrand, and Melker Carlson, and those are the three least tough names I've ever heard in my <laughs> entire life. And they haven't had one for two years now. I mean, and even Haley, I mean, he did get a lot of games. I will say that Haley he got a lot of games. Yeah, at the same time, you got to kind of look at the depth at that time, and and he was like semi competent, like he wasn't. He yeah. wasn't just a straight goon. Like he was like actually trying to Here's the do thing. He, stuff. He wasn't offensive minded at all, but at least he wasn't a major liability. Yeah, like he, he was bad, but like whatever. He tried. He wasn't no offense. John he Scott. Was, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say, because you know, we all love John Scott. Great dude. Uh he was not John Scott. He could at least not hurt the team the ten minutes he was on the ice a night. You know, so it is, it is great that the Sharks have moved on from that kind of player, though. I think part of that, though, is that they have... Now they have multiple players who are... Good? The power forward. <laughs> I know we, we, oh. we, we bring up the power forward thing, but, like, the guys who are a little bit more physical that 
are now expected to kind of hold their own the evander canes and the team of yeah like and, a, a evander kane has no problem fighting anybody right um, same with you probably, know <laughs> same with barkley Goudreau. he's shown that you know he's not apparently he knows how to fight <laughs> yeah he's not afraid of you know throwing down and that's fine i think even before he officially had his first fight, he was still kind of scrappy. And, you know, so I think that's what the NHL is moving toward. It's just unfortunate when you have uh, a lineup like the Sharks and when they have to go up against a team like the Islanders. Well, and it's not even that we're lamenting the fact that the Islanders are built one way. We're lamenting the fact that nine times out of ten, San Jose is going to beat up on them. They're going to get a couple goal lead. They're going to they're gonna extend the lead. That's that. It's the fact that Barry Trotz sends out his fourth line in a blowout to only go out there and hurt people. Like, exactly. That's it's, what that's what we're complaining about. I don't care if you want to build your line with Casey Sezikis, Matt Martin, and I don't even know who the other person was, but it, do, it doesn't matter if that's right. who you want to put on the ice. Just don't you, send them out in a blowout <laughs> to hurt people. Yeah, Sorry. If, if you're not concerned with scoring, like, that's fine. That's an interesting strategy, but, like, g- cool. Bold strategy, Colin. <laughs> you don't want to score any goals, I guess. But, like, when you're supplement to that strategy is to beat up the other team so badly that they can't score goals that's not okay like that's just not that's not the hockey that anyone wants to watch well i guess that's not true because i did see a lot of people praising that on twitter they're like it's so good they needed this kind of game that is a legitimate phrase that i heard about the islanders game is quote they needed this kind of game (laughs) what are you kidding me I, i believe i believe there was also they needed some jam Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> I'm more of a marmalade guy, but like I can see that jam is good, but like com- <laughs> come on. Uh, <laughs> all I can think about is like sticky jam hands. Gross. <laughs> yeah, no. Are like, you a Smuckers? Is Smuckers a thing in 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 the yes, in the states? Smuckers is oh, okay. a thing, so, but they're a better. I think I think Smuckers is the best unless you get like homemade jam from like a, a grandma. Come on, on the road. who are you? Welches. Oh. Anyway, uh <laughs> moving on from jam i just i don't think anyone needs this kind of game no one needs to go out against an opponent that wants to kill you that is not a thing like it it just doesn't make sense because you they people are saying um that they need this kind of game in what sense of the word did they need this game they outshot and outchance their opponent in every single game, they're literally eight for eight in out shooting and out chancing mm-hmm. their opponent. They have they today. I was looking at a, a chart today where the Corsi four percentage on the team. Literally, the worst person on the team, I think, is Melker Carlson, and he's at fifty two percent. Yeah, yeah. Like he's above fifty, so that means that San Jose is taking all of the shots on the ice. Basically, like there's no. I don't understand where this need for this tough game came in. They were killing teams anyway. They just happen to not get a couple goals hit some posts here right so it's really weird it's such a weird narrative i guess i I guess the sharks are good it doesn't get clicks but i don't know i guess my my one concession i will make here is that the sharks do and i I don't know if this is just a fan perception thing or something that you know is really around the league but i can see it being around the league that the sharks now with the the roster that they have don't have a perception of being a particularly tough team that they are like not tough to um play against because obviously they are tough to play against but like tough in that like you can beat up on these guys and nothing's gonna happen and unfortunately that is still something they have to deal with in the nhl because teams like the islanders exist so like i guess i can see like the they needed to prove that 
that you still don't want to mess I, with them, but like it's still just like so shitty. Like it's even so that weird. is just awful. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't have to prove that you shouldn't kick the shit out of somebody like to get them in so injured that they can't play. Like you should maybe just not kick the shit out of somebody so that they're so injured they can't play. Like because that's a really shitty it's, thing to do. <laughs> it's, it's just so weird this need to like caught have an issue like the power play isn't working then the power play starts scoring goals oh now the sharks needed to be tougher and it's just so weird to me like can't you just enjoy the fact that the sharks are very good oh i i would like to bring up one more islanders point because i'm tired of the islanders but <clears throat> brent burns did not slew foot matt martin a slew foot is when you come up behind somebody or from the side or whatever and you kick out their leg and they fall back on their ass yes Matt Martin had his leg kind of hit and he fell back on his ass. But if you're bear hugging somebody, you can't slew foot them. You're literally just wrestling them to the ground. So yeah, in our, I think you would kind of agree with me. We talked about this a little bit last night. It looked like Matt Martin kind of pushes Brent Burns and Brent Burns loses his balance and goes up on one leg. And then as he's regaining his balance, he's like, well, screw it. I guess I'm just going to like rush and leg sweep him and take him out. And that's what happened. They're yeah. literally in a fight. If you think that Brent Burns should be suspended for that, I don't know what to tell you. Right. So, uh, yeah, we did talk about this quite a bit. And this is, I mean, saying this to Sharks fans feels a little stupid but because <laughs> we're preaching well. the choir here. But, yeah, th- something on Isles Twitter. Like, they were freaking out about this play. And it's like, dude. First like, of all, it's Matt Martin. Who cares? Yeah. So, like, first, that uh, get that out of the way. But second, uh, when you're literally like fighting somebody they're always trying to take them to the ground that is not like a uncommon like thing i mean you look at uh yokim ryan's fight where he was just dropped so uh, you know i don't know if you know this but the nhl is now on notice (laughs) we won't get into that so yeah brent burns wanted to get him to the ground he he did. It looked like he lost his footing and uh, tried. Then kind of was just like, "Well, I'm going to take him out now." So, and the thing too with that gif, I mean, or you know, a lot of times those things get slowed down. It might have happened faster than that in the game. I don't. I kind of slept through part of the game because it was really, really late. For the the angle that they showed on the broadcast was from like behind the net. So in in the moment, I was like, "Did Brett Burns just trip Matt Martin or like okay. rush and leg sweep Matt Martin?" So like you could kind of tell he's doing it, but then when you turn it around, it looks like he kind of lost his balance and then did it anyway. Right. I don't like, know. When you're in a fight like that, like things are decisions are made so quickly. It's not like he was like, "I am going to kill Matt Martin with this move." Yeah, and know? I saw like, people say they're trying. He's trying to break his leg. I don't yeah. know anybody that's had their leg broken from behind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a weird angle to break somebody's leg. Also. It's not really a kick. I I don't. I just don't see how like he kicked him. Everybody's right. losing their mind saying he kicked him. I I don't. If see you that. if you get the guy who's fighting you to the ground, that's it. Fight's over. Like that's really what it is. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Is the fight's over. But then Matt Martin gets up and starts punching Brent Burns and kneeing right. him while he's on the ground. And <laughs> right, Brent right, Burns right. like, please go away. I'm just gonna turtle here. Right. That's the thing. Is like. Brent Burns was trying to end that fight. It wasn't, and it wasn't like a dangerous way to do it. Like the other thing too is that they were saying he like kicked him with this skate blade. Like where, where? I guess what? in the back of like I don't know. But <laughs> I get it. Conveniently, they just ignore the front of that clip where Marcus Sorensen gets sucker punched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he just Jesus. comes up and skates up to Marcus Sorensen, punches him in the face. So it's just like a whole lot of shit that didn't need to happen. And then Islanders fans are losing their minds for some reason and then 
people are like, oh, I'm glad we don't have to see them again. I Like, I'm never going to see the Islanders. They play twice a year. The Islanders are terrible. Yeah. They're not going to be in the playoffs. Like, I, this is... I couldn't believe how big of a moment it became, and I just needed to put that out there. Yeah, no. I guess a related thought to me is that, like, the Islanders are a team of goons, and... Seeing... Except for you, Maddie B. We love you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, also, Josh saying, please become a shark. But, <laughs> like... I guess their fans seeing how they reacted to that and how they're literally going to defend this team no matter what they do now. Like, you lost John Tavares, so, like, they're just gonna ride this ride this one out. And uh, it sucks that, like, this team's gonna be able to keep doing what they're doing because their fans are, are like, appreciative of that old style of hockey, I guess. And, and I, I Which is it. great, but, like, no, rally around Matt Barzell. <laughs> it's not great. I hate it. So that sucks. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, we're, we're only going to see him twice a year. It's done. It's over with. Uh, we got two points out of that. So whatever. So weird. Just, it was so, so strange. We got two points and no one died. So <laughs> I guess that's a win. <laughs> you could also say that for uh, Yoakam Ryan's experience against Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> we got two points Poor and he Yoki. did not die. Oh my God. That... So Yoakam Ryan's what? 5'10? 5'11. 5'11? Soaking wet with bricks in his pockets. Mm-hmm. Zach Bogosian is like a full on six foot six. Yep, 6'6. Six, six, like, huge beast. He is a mammoth. I don't know why. Yoakam Ryan decided, ooh, this is the time for me no. to fight. Okay, so here's the thing. He didn't, like, initiate a fight, really. What it was was that um, Brendan Dillon and someone else collided and were having words. But goes and gets in on the business and is, like, gonna take down Brendan Dillon. And Yoakam Ryan was out there and he's like, hey, dude, no. No, 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 no. And Bogosin's like, oh, you want you want something, Squirt? And uh, just, like, <laughs> just went to town on Yoakam Ryan. So, uh, God. I imagine it, like, in, like, the movies where, like, the big, like, giant person, there's somebody, like, poking him in the leg. And he's like, go away. Go away. Okay, fine. And then, like, stamps on him and squishes them. Yeah. Yeah. So, it wasn't, like... Yoakam Ryan was like, I am going to take on this mountain of a man, but like, it just ended up that way. Yeah, it was really not, uh, it was not ideal. Um, He got crumpled. He just like... He even said afterwards, I was hanging on for dear life. (laughs) I was doing anything I could to stay alive. (laughs) That is a a, a quote. You can see like the beginning... If you watch it, he, at the beginning, he's like, all right, I'm in this. And then he's like, all right, this is a bad idea. Then <laughs> I'm halfway not through, in this. I am not in this. <laughs> halfway through, you can tell that he's trying to end it, but he's like, shit, better like try and punch him or something. So he kind of like wiggles and he's like, ah, screw it. I'm just, I'm just going down. Yeah, no, he got hit and just like, like uh, you cut the strings on a marionette, like just <laughs> gone. <laughs> Uh, i i was worried he got like seriously hurt actually because he's just so small small. did you know that zach did you know zach uh bogosian is uh married to bianca d'agostino am i supposed to know who that is oh she's on the u.s women's soccer team well she was she's retired now oh uh anyway that's fun yeah for good for good for old zachary bogosian from uh Messina, New York, wherever that is. Do you think he called him Squirt? What do you think? What do you think somebody from Messina, New York would call him? I don't, I don't Champ? know why Squirt was like the first one in my head. <laughs> sport? Hey there, Sport. <laughs> uh, 
I was hoping little man. I was ho- that's what he- <laughs> <laughs> That's more of like a Russian thing, little boy. <laughs> I was hoping that Bogosian would be from somewhere like super like country, like Mississippi or something, so that uh, I could say that he said howdy partner. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that was just stupid i mean hilarious that nobody got hurt yeah, uh, yeah so in yeah. retrospect it's great but like it was really stupid at the time especially because santa's is just like beating up on buffalo yeah like i get that they were mad that they like could not score <laughs> but uh you don't have to like kill people for that that's not <laughs> eh, whatever it happens i don't know it just it's that hard game, that game was so it's... good though it was so fun uh that was the was that the Couture hat trick? That was Buffalo, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's also the game that the power play came to life. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, wait, you mean it was always to life? They just, like, scored a couple times? Yeah, like, you know, they really didn't change anything. Other than they, I mean, they split up Brent Burns and Eric Carlson. That's the thing that everyone's talking about and everyone's trying to make a thing of. Uh, really, and here's the thing, like, two defensemen does work on the power play. That is not, like, people are trying to say that, like, that's something that just fundamentally cannot work. Uh, the four forwards on the power play is actually a newer concept. That's not... Yeah, um, that's like a newer, that's like a last, like, three, four years thing. Yeah, that's not how power plays have been typically structured in the past. So, two defensemen on the power play can work. The problem is that when they put Eric Carlson onto the power play, they did not change how they use Brent Burns on the power play. Yeah, they need... They they did it a couple times where they put them in the gunner spots, like in the cor- in the sides, yeah. like the Ovechkin spots, and then Eric Carlson could pass to Brent Burns across the railroad, right, right, which right. is what they should be doing. But then they revert back to them doing weird stuff. So yeah. it's just kind of weird. But they get lots of shots. Also today, Eric Carlson. Huh? If you look at uh, charting hockey, uh, Sean Tierney, he does a lot of charts and stuff like that. He uh, put up a, he's putting up charts of where players are taking shots and stuff like that. Eric Carlson's taking a lot of shots, a lot of good shots. He's going to score. He's going to get goals. So I don't think he'd be worried. And if anybody's worried about Eric Carlson being demoted or whatever to PP2, he led all players in ice time and usually does. And, like, he played nine minutes of the first period yesterday. I still think that, I mean, obviously our second power play has been uh, more effective than the first power play prior to the Buffalo game. But I still think that that Eric Carlson should be on the top power play unit. I think it, if anyone should be your your go-to guy, it should be Carlson. Yeah, but Brent Burns is like literally the best power play defenseman in the league. That's the problem, right? Is that you have the two best power play defensemen in the league, so what do you do with them? Uh, well, considering that Brent Burns struggled on the power play last year, I would I would go with Carlson. That's I mean, that's just my my thing. But you know, I mean, you're choosing you're choosing between a Lamborghini and a Ferrari. You're not going to go wrong either way. I just it's funny how much of a deal people made Carlson yeah. moving off of yeah. the thing. It's just hilarious. Well, and I think that's something if you don't understand how those power play structures work, you look at it as like, oh, Carlson's being demoted and they can't do the the two uh, defensemen. No, that's not what it is. It's literally just shifting, shifting people around um, as to what they yeah, do and, on the power play. And, and they played eight games. So yeah, like, I mean, they're trying, trying stuff out. Right. It's it's not a whole thing. It's not and it's not a you know condemnation of Carlson or or Burns. Brent Burns. No. Well, a little bit of Burns, but that's just uh, how about <laughs> we, I think we, we yeah, a little bit, but uh we forgot to uh, shout out. We slag on Brent Burns a lot uh for being a kind of a shitty defenseman. That goal he scored last night was, oh, it was mad gorgeous. The least Brent Burnsian goal he has ever scored in his life. <laughs> but Yeah. 
What a beauty. And uh, real quick, before we get into how good that was, can I just say that was the first goal scored by a defenseman this year. So if you're going to rag on Carlson, like literally no one in the defense is scoring. No. And the Sharks are good without their defense scoring. Right. So imagine when they do start scoring, they're going to be even better. Exactly. There's there's almost no things you can say right now that would make the Sharks worse. Like maybe they give up some high danger chances Mm -hmm. or Jones has been shaky. But like... These are problems that are going to fix themselves, so it's it's weird. But, mm-hmm. yeah, goal one by a defenseman was so nice. It was it was beautiful. It was so, like, I don't know. I, I think part of it, too, is that Silky? we don't generally see Brent Burns that close to the net. So that was a little different. And it, I don't know. It was just such a good play. Like, How would you describe it in one word? One word? That's really hard. Um, like... I have one, but you go I first. I want to say slick or like, you know, because it was just such a cool move, you know, like, oh, man, I think slick. That's the word I want to go with. I'm going to go with pornographic. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like you watched it and you're like, all right, I like this. And then you're like, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> and there's like a whole like. There's like a whole, like, he gets the puck, he looks off the defenseman, pulls it back around, scores. Then there's a delay to see if he went in, and then he lets out a celebration. It was just, it was so nice. He lo- he literally fakes the pass behind the net so that he can toe drag it to himself in front of the net. And then Robin Lehner's like, well, I'm screwed now. So, uh, pornographic is my word. I appreciate that you let me take that seriously so that you could tee up your own little joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was... <laughs> You set him. Uh, <laughs> I set him up, and I knock him down. <laughs> oh my lanta! All right, yeah, <laughs> it was just such a good goal. I mean, oh, God. Yeah, it was great. Also, 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 we can't move on. Anti Suomela is so damn good. Oh my God! Yes, I. I think the one thing that I can say about Suomela though is that like he and Donskoy are working so beautifully together that Donskoy ends up getting all the credit for it because he's the one scoring all the goals. But, like, you yeah. just cannot underrate uh, Suomela's, like, hockey sense and and uh, what he has brought to that line. Good Lord. He's so good. We had, Every time you just so watch good. him, he's making the right move. And that's... We, uh, we, had, we had said... Yeah, we had said in the preseason that when you watch him, he looks like a guy who's been playing against men professionally for a couple yes, of years now. Absolutely. He he just knew where to go. He knows how the bodies are going to work. He knows the physicality. He knows how like it's it's a different level when you come from juniors or college or whatever, the AHL. There's just like a a tears up. So he's been playing in the in the Finnish liga. So you could tell that he knew what he was doing. And then once the regular season came along, oh, my God. He's at like a 65% Corsi 4 or something like yeah, that. It's and, just outrageous. Yeah, he and lead. Last I checked, and granted this was uh, probably about a week ago, so I would have to check again. But I put it in the Slack. I will tell you in two seconds. Um, well, I was just going to look on Corsica. But uh, he, he was leading the league in... Corsi 4 percentage and at the time I had done it by players who had played at least 20 minutes so <laughs> that's you know not not a huge uh sample size necessarily but yeah he's, he's so good and and he's elevating that whole line which sounds crazy to say because you know I mean Jonas Donskoy is just super underrated but I think the two of them together have found something magical um so it's actually <laughs> oh my god, this is so weird. Jonas Donskoy is... Uh, <clears throat> they, the Sharks have 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Twelve players above sixty percent Corsi four. And nobody below Milker Carlson's at fifty four point six eight. So Kevin LeBanc is actually the best. Your boy, Kevin Kevin the Bank, at sixty six point three five. Anti Suomela is at sixty six point three. Uh Joe Thornton, RIP, is at sixty six. And then it's Kane, Pavelski, Meyer, Vlasic, Burns, Ryan, Carlson, Donskoy, Sorensen to round out the sixties. That's so if you look at that. If you noticed, there was two names missing from that list, and that was Logan Couture and, Tom- and Tomas Hurdle. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to be what they're doing right now. Like, I mean, they're starting to break out. They're going to get a little bit better. If everybody can keep getting a little bit better, this is going to be outrageous. Yeah, so uh, granted, I'm looking right now at uh, on Corsica, um, players who have played at least 50 minutes so far this season. Suomela is fifth for Corsi 4. Ooh, who are the four ahead of him? Uh, Jordan Martinuk. Justin Williams, Kevin LeBanc, who is third overall, and then uh, Tomasz Nosek of Vegas. He's number four. And then, and really, he's just like so close to Sumela, too, because he's 66.43. Sumela is 66.3. So, not a huge, huge difference. But, um, so what we're, what, what we're trying to say here, uh, sharks are good. Yeah, Kevin LeBanc <laughs> is so good. Like, I. I think I said this on the the mystery episode that uh, disappeared forever. But everyone who gave me grief for saying that Kevin LeBanc is a could be a top line player, uh, respectfully, eat my shorts. Uh, that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw I like, this potential like, hmm, in him uh... last season, and I knew. I just knew. Like he. Yeah, last year was a a year where he needed to get his feet wet, uh, as it were. But like, he has that he top is, six upside. That's not. Oh, well, he he is he is very wet now. Yeah, I I love Kevin LeBanc, and I, I I this year he is going to just be so so good, so good. So that's for me personally very exciting. <laughs> yeah, like the sharks are just murdering people. Mm-hmm. It's like it's outrageous, and it's just really good this week to see them actually get rewarded for that, you know. Because we yeah. know it sucks to keep coming into this and be like, "Well, I can't complain about what they're doing, other than the fact that they're not winning games because of what they're doing." And now, you know, this is how it's supposed they're to winning. be. This is they're doing. They haven't changed anything magically in these last couple games that make it different from what they were doing before. They're doing the exact same things. And they're winning the games this time. That's that's it's the difference. A, it, it, it's like they didn't run into a billion hot goalies and got a couple bounces. Exactly. We're getting into the season now. Teams are kind of showing what they are. They're settling into to you know what they're gonna be for the year. So, spoiler: the Islanders are not gonna be good for this year. The Sabers, granted, are going to be better. I think that part of that is that you know there's this whole curse of Buffalo thing. Um, that uh, they don't like playing those guys. <laughs> so no, uh, that no. could have easily influenced that game a little bit. But uh, yeah, like teams are, are getting to the point where they're starting to kind of look more like what they're going to look like this year. And um, and yeah, I, I think that this is what we can expect from the Sharks moving forward. <laughs> uh, one last thing. Eric Carlson has 175 Corsi fours, <laughs> oh, only to be outdone by Mark Edward Vlasic at 183. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's surprising. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And they, they, Corsi is against. They have the. No, Justin Braun has the most because, of course, he does. But yeah. then it's Mark Edward Vlasic at 104 and Eric Carlson at 103. Guys, Eric Carlson is really freaking good at hockey. Mm-hmm. Eric Carlson's also played 135 minutes and four seconds, which is. 42 seconds less than Vlasic, which probably has to do with like shift changes and stuff. Well, um, and power play too, because um, Vlasic has been on sometimes power play he comes too, in. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes they do that, and a lot of a lot of time when you see like that small difference, it's um, Carlson's a more responsible mm-hmm. shift changer, whereas Vlasic isn't. Which is like not to say that's bad or anything. It's just how they operate their lives. Right, right. So actually, who's leading in forwards? I will give you one guess at who's leading the forwards in ice time. In ice time? No, I'll give you three guesses, but... Uh, Kevin LeBanc. No. <laughs> uh, Evander Kane. No. Evander Kane's second. Oh, interesting. Timo Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred... He's the only forward over a hundred minutes. Hmm. I believe That's it. crazy. And then the defense goes Vlasic, Carlson, Burns, <laughs> Dylan, and then... Uh, yeah, and then where's Ryan? You know, I'll be honest. I've not hated Brendan Dillon this year so far. Just surprising. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's nice when it's nice when you run out Burns, Ryan, then Vlasic, Carlson, then Burns, Ryan, then Vlasic, Carlson, then <laughs> right. Dylan Braun come out. You're like, hey, bro, Dylan Braun. <laughs> awesome, right, cool. The and then thing. they go away again. You're like, awesome, great. Thanks, guys. I don't think that they've had really an opportunity to to mess up too bad yet. But, like, I don't know. I just haven't. They don't stand out to me this year. And someone was, one of the hockey computer boys was um, talking about this recently. It might have been the Twins. I don't remember. But someone was talking about how, like, players that are, like, invisible is not always a bad thing. Like, it's not always bad that you don't notice a guy on the ice. And yeah, like, if you, don't, if you don't notice Eric Carlson on the ice, that might be kind of bad. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, Brandon Dillon, if you don't notice him, he's probably doing his job. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing is, like, I just haven't really noticed them. And I think that's, in this case, this is one of those situations where it's actually kind of good because that means that that pairing's actually kind of working out, that they're not... Not screwing things They're not completely so incompetent, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. Um, Rourke, also, Rourke Chartier has been a nice little surprise at 4C. He is yes. 100% the 4C on this team and should continue to be there. Yes. He has magnificent facial hair, by the way. Like The, the ginger beard? It's so full. Like, he's like a little baby Like Pavelski. Joe Pavelski? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yep. He's got, like, the baby Pavelski facial hair. It's great. I... I'm very much in support of that. But, yeah, he's been very good. I was actually going to say we're very lucky to have the lines that we do. Like, I think about that every game. Like, I can't. Yeah, I'm super. Like, I really like. Like, I can pick on one player, uh, Milker Carlson. But, like, everyone else, I'm just like, wow, you do you. Like, yeah. (laughs) I like what you're doing there. Oh, wow. His beard is very full. Isn't it? It's great. Right. What if what if Rourke is just like I want to grow a beard like Burns and Thornton and just randomly grows this huge wizard's beard? Jesus, someone's got to do it. If Thornton's gonna have a shaved face, somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to do it. So, uh, Rourke Charche, you're officially on notice here for your beard. Well, beard. I, th- I think Eric Carlson has the hair department going. Yeah, but like he, we've talked about this too. He can't grow facial hair, so no, it's true. 
So um, I like I like I like watching Carlson play because when a defenseman gets the puck, you're like, oh, I wonder if that's Carlson. Then he starts skating, and you see his hair flapping in the wind. <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's like, Carlson. Like, that's Carlson. Yeah, like old time <laughs> hockey when they didn't wear helmets, <laughs> Guy Lafleur style. I'm just like, oh yeah, there he goes. Oh my god, when he destroyed, stole the soul of that random Buffalo man. When? <laughs> he's just oh yeah, yeah. was it <laughs> he's just breaking out of the zone is like oh i'm gonna put this through your legs like a fool uh, was that scandela who was it i don't uh, remember i don't know but that person has oh. no soul it belongs to eric Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> good lord all right well let, let's let's move on we've already been talking for 40 minutes um about the sharks and that's crazy because they're just good like that's that's all we gotta say here so moving on do you want to do a sense check yeah beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Is that our official intro music for Sense Check? No, <laughs> maybe until we can. We need we need like mid two thousands like truck horns like from like a Nelly video or something like those crazy like or like a Funkmaster flex bomb like yeah. we need we need something we need something outrageous. I'll but, see what I uh, I can find. Um, yeah, but we I, need a nice little sense drop. I like I like you just doing it by <laughs> by mouth. Um, that would that was also how Eugene Melnick would go about putting this together he'd be like pay for something no why don't we just get an intern to make the sound <laughs> so sense check uh they had two games this week yeah they beat the habs last night after being down three nothing yeah they beat the habs in overtime and then they stomped all over dallas like oh did they not they beat the kings recently too uh yeah that was last weekend they beat the kings five to one and then they beat dallas four to one so i guess Yes, Ottawa's defense. The Dallas is Stars doing have fine. a good defense. Uh, they do. The Dallas is a lot better than I expected, but I think that they they're gonna be pretty hot and cold this year. I just I have that feeling that like the the Katy Perry team of the NHL. Yeah, <laughs> the Dallas Katy Perrys. But Ottawa, I mean, they're holding teams to. What's crazy though is like Boston scored six against them, then Philly scored seven, and then it's like the Kings scored one, Dallas scored one, <laughs> Montreal scored four, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was five four. Mm-mm, it was four three. It, it ended up being. Oh really? I thought it yeah. ended up being five four. No, but it was four three. Yeah, so. L A is L A is very bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! I, I, like, hold on. This is sense check. This is yeah. Sense no, check. little Los Angeles Kings heat check here. Uh, whew. Um, I thought that they would be able to contend for uh, at least a wild card, if not third in the Pacific. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, boy, they are bad. He dodged a massive bullet with the the Kovey contract. No, he's good. Uh, mm, He's good. He's okay. They just don't know what they're doing. He's okay. I mean, he's not... I don't think he's the the game changer that they expected him to be. By I mean, he's also playing on a line with like bums. That's true. And John Stevens decided that he was going to put Kovalchuk in front of the net on the power play. Um, <laughs> that's some galaxy brain shit right there. And it's weird because they have some youth that are good. Uh, Alexi Afalo is like surprisingly good, but um, yeah, and Tanner Pearson. Mm-hmm. And uh, how's a uh, Jarrett Anderson Dolan, how's he been doing? Has he been good? I don't even think he's I on just, the team. Yes, he is. I like him um, because he has two moms. But he, he's, he's, been, he's been on the, the Kings proper. Honestly, they're just shit. Um, the, one thing, the one thing that every Sharks fan is enjoying the hell out of this, but we need the Kings to have a little bit of life, be a little bit frisky coming down the stretch so that they 
bump themselves out of draft picks because we don't want them bottoming out and then getting Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely true. I don't want them to be good enough to uh, <laughs> do... Make the playoffs, but I also don't want them to be bad enough to get Capo Caco. Yeah, so. okay, so this, uh, just to clarify, this I just found something listing him as a rookie. So, yeah, Jared Anderson Dolan has been playing with the Kings. So Oh, shit. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? I know, little baby. Uh, he's 19, but... Yeah, I huh. like him. Uh, sorry, I like a king. That's yeah, fine. I like Jeff Carter. Um, yeah, so anyway, getting back to Sens check. Uh, the kings suck. That's awesome, and I love it. it you lost it to the Senators. <laughs> um, uh, the the Senators, however, Jesus, Lord. Like, I, I don't know how long I can say that this is luck, but then you also look at, like, Manny was tweeting about the Montreal game and said something like how four players on the Senators had a zero Corsi four. <laughs> that's not good, Chief. Like, that's, that's real bad. <laughs> that's not an ideal situation. So, like, yeah, it still feels a lot like luck. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to keep doing I mean, like, Thomas Chabot, Thomas Chabot is the truth. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Brady Kachuk was good before he uh, had Splodini, mm-hmm. and he's out. Um, and there's, like, Maxim Lajoie's all right, and, like, they have some guy, like, Colin right. White he's, seems to be he's confident. He's fourth on the team in points right now. And first, yeah, first I guess in I, goals. Yeah, that's true. And, like, Colin White, I like him and stuff. But, like, I mean, Cody Cece's still on the team. Matt Borowicki's rolling around out there. Mikel Bodker is right. on this team. So it's like, they, they can't, they're, they're not going to keep doing this rub. They don't have, unless Thomas Shabbat is the second coming of Eric Carlson, right. which I mean, he may be, I don't, I don't know. I doubt it, but he's in year two. Um, it's probably going to run out, but man, this is enjoyable to see them just doing stuff. Right. Well, and you look at, uh, at their scoring right now. First of all, Chris Tierney and Thomas Shabbat are tied for first in scoring. <laughs> Um, they both have two goals and seven assists. Uh, oh, man, Chris Tierney. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, too. You've got your top four players um, that are scoring. Two of them are defensemen, because um, that's going to be Lejoie and Shabbat. And um, and then a little further down, you've got Dylan DeMello <laughs> with his <laughs> four assists and one goal. They have a lot of forwards that are not scoring. And, like... Defense- can, do, you, do you have do you have their point totals up right now? Yeah, I do. Okay, can you tell me the sets that have zero points? Max McCormick. Never heard of this person. Cody Cece. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Ben Harper. Uh, okay, with a U. Harper with Harper, a U. Harper. Har- Harpoor. <laughs> Harpoor. <laughs> I, I actually think it might be Harper. <laughs> uh, Magnus Pujarvi. Uh He of uh, shootout fame. Uh, he's also not very good. Paul Carey. Uh, also a made-up person. Mark Borowicki. Uh, just, oh man, he's bad. Tom Payette. Oh, and Tom Payette's on this team? <laughs> yep. He's Holy played shit. seven games. Holy shit. <laughs> and Alex Formenton. So, uh, he's a rookie, whatever. He can do So yeah, thing. that's, and then they have uh, Christian Yaros, who has one assist. And I think he's only played like two games. He's or something played three. Like that. He's, 
three. So, mm-hmm. like, whatever. I think he's got as many points as Matt Duchesne, or is he uh, uh, broken no. the tie? No, Duchesne actually had a good week, because before he was kind of somewhere in the middle, but he actually is bumped up now to third on the team in points, but that's because he racked up a lot of assists. He's got one, nice. one goal and seven assists. Also so. to Matt Duchesne, congrats on the sex. Yeah, yeah. Congrats on the sex, dude. He's having a baby. That's awesome. Also, they announced it in a really cool way. Yes. Um, I don't... <laughs> did you see my tweet about this? <laughs> No, but I saw the Instagram post. Okay. I didn't get it at first, and somebody pointed it out. So first I tweeted about, it was just a funny tweet, you know, about him, like, because in my brain, when I think about Matt Duchesne outside of hockey, I imagine him as, Matt. Like, His name is Matt, <laughs> like Matthew. I said Matt. No, you said Max. I definitely said Matt Duchesne. I know who Matt Duchesne is. I think you confused Max Pacioretty is nope. and Matt Duchesne. Definitely said Matt Duchesne. I know who Matt Duchesne is. Can can we do one of those face mash things with Max Pacioretty and Matt Duchesne? No, that's disrespectful <laughs> to Max Pacioretty. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Matt Duchesne, when he, like, I think about him outside of hockey, I imagine him as, like, holding a fish and, like, wearing a camo, like hat and like that that's hilarious because he's from Halliburton, ontario which is in the bush yeah like i just i i I can't imagine him as like a person with interests outside of a truck and like his guns or something you know like i just he (laughs) that's what he screams to me is like just country so he announced it as like a halloween thing so like they were both dressed up as skeletons and he would look like super like like he was like super into it and like yeah i get that like halloween it's halloween so like obviously they're gonna get super into it or whatever but like i don't know man it just seems so out of context of like everything i imagine about matt duchene that he's like yeah let's dress up as skeletons and have a ba- have baby bones inside of you that's cool and it not- was actually really cool <laughs> yeah it is but uh so, like, I had a funny tweet about that or whatever, but my friend, she um, replied to it, and she's like, the baby bones, like, thinking that, you know, that was really cute. And I was like, do you think that they were saying she ate the... She, <laughs> she's a baby the, eater? The bones. She ate the bones. The baby. other, other, what? The other, other, what? The bones. She baby? ate the bones. <laughs> and she was just like, no. It was really, it was the dumbest conversation ever, but I was, like, crying, laughing. Well, <laughs> like, it, it, she ate the bones. <laughs> in, in, your, in your defense, they, I don't think the original post had anything about the baby and that one of the other team members or whatever posted these photos or was, like, on his wife's Instagram. And then afterwards, he posted, was like, guess this is how we're announcing it, mm-hmm. which is which is kind of cool. Did, um, did you check out the other costumes? Um, no, I just saw the one that he posted. Okay, you should go look at the other costumes. Oh, no. Uh, because... Chris Tierney in it? Who is Chris Tierney? What was his costume? I'm pretty sure he was one of these four terrifying nightmare fuel dinosaurs. Oh, no. I, I, you need to find it. It's, it's, it's interesting. Oh, no. Uh, I'll look for it later, but uh, that's hilarious. I yeah, Matt Duchesne though he he really did have maybe it's the that dad juice you know now that everyone knows um, I don't know oh 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 and Mark Stone and Brady Kachuk went as Ricky Bobby and uh, what's the other guy's name oh, they went to shake it they went to shake and bake <laughs> which is actually hilarious oh. oh I can't I can't get over this uh, anyway 
Uh, somebody on Twitter was just posting oh. all of the pictures, but uh, yeah, there is uh, some That's terrifying. Funny. Just everything about the Suns is not sustainable, right? Because if your forwards aren't scoring, if you're relying on uh, Chris Tierney and Matt Duchesne and Brady Kachuk and that's it. Those are your only guys who are scoring and Brady Kachuk is injured right now. Well, I guess you've got four goals from Mark Stone. Actually, Mark Stone is probably... Mark Stone and then uh, Max Lejoie. They're, I mean, they're leading in goals right now and Mark Stone's doing very well. He's got four goals and two assists. Yeah, he's good. Uh, yeah, but like for the most part, like your, your forwards aren't scoring. So that's like an actual problem. Like, yeah, you can have some of your guys that are going to be hot at the the beginning of the season. Uh, call me in December and and tell me how Chris Tierney is doing because it's not going to be good, <laughs> you know. And that's gonna that's gonna you know knock the Suns off the the rails a bit. So it, it is very luck heavy what's going on with them right now. Yeah, I, I just I I want the Suns to be better than they are. They, mm-hmm. I feel bad for them. They're great. I I like their fans. I'm saddled with a interesting fan base where i live so the sense fans are a nice yeah. nice treat to interact with they're pretty friendly i, I just want to i just want to tell you some of these costumes i want your gut reaction yeah um, let's go chris it. weidman chris weidman and Bo went as uh forrest gump and jenny oh no <laughs> uh, that's pretty good uh mark stone and brady kachuk went as shake and bake and one of their girlfriends went as the wife oh my God. Uh, okay so thomas shabbat and three other dudes i think one of them chris tierney I th- the caption is squad 15 degrees north anyone got eyes it might be a fortnite joke fortnite joke but they're uh. they're they're pink bears with <laughs> these broken hearts on them and unicorn hammers what? i'm pretty sure it's a fortnite joke i don't um, know fortnite oh uh, it's terrifying uh who is this <laughs> cody cc went as well, Cody CC went. <laughs> Cody CC went as the alligator, uh, and his girlfriend went as Steve Irwin. <laughs> oh my god! And the picture they posted is her like riding oh him god. like a horse. <laughs> oh my god! That's so disrespectful. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, uh, Pajo went as an old couple uh, because he's out with a leg injury, so he's using a walker. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> and then Ryan. Zingle, I think he went as a caddy, and his wife went as Tiger Woods or something like that. Or like, I don't know. I can't. I can't really see what this one is. But yeah, uh, she those are some like of the blackface. Did she? No, 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 okay. no. Or he was Tiger. He he was a golfer. A John Daly. I don't know something like that. Okay. Um, you should check them out. They're they're pretty good actually. Um, one of my favorite things is NHL players in Halloween costumes. Uh, yes. because they make tons to of see money. What Carlson is doing this year? Like, I just can't wait. I can't. Do you wait. think he goes as Baby Shark? Oh, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, I wonder if he goes as Katy Perry and uh, his wife goes as Left Shark. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That'd do you be think amazing. he's? Do you think he's gonna lean into the shark pun? I hope so. I really hope so. What was what was he last year? Black Swan. Uh, yeah, I think that was last year or the year before. I don't remember, but yeah, he's Black Swan one year, which is hilarious. He was actually Black Swan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, he cause... always goes in a dress. So. <laughs> I, I think that'd be really funny if he goes as Katy Perry. That's the second time we've mentioned Katy Perry in this episode, and I'm feeling very Oh, it's the Katy Perry podcast. <laughs> I'm down with Katy um, Perry. Yeah, I mean, we don't usually see what the Sharks do for Halloween. That's not... Oh, we're going to this year. Yeah, like, they as fun as this team is, like, that's something that we don't generally get a glimpse into. Like, I don't know. They're all just kind of private people, and I, don't, I wonder if... I don't know. 
because it's not like they have a lot of media to to pick up on these stories so there's no, but kind of a safety the, in them like showing what they did yeah but i think they're but with just, carlson plus like i think some of these younger guys mm-hmm. are a little bit more loose like barkley goodrow seems to have found his footing marcus Sorensen's found his footing right. on the team kevin lebanks up there timo myers coming to his own eric carlson's added to the mix i think well, i think we might see a little more leakage I think there's a fear of social media a little bit from this team, and that probably comes from that one time that Logan Couture tweeted out a porn link. So <laughs> yeah, it's happened to them. <laughs> who, who among us hasn't tweeted out a porn link? So I think that there's like a little bit of a fear of social media. So, uh, like, because you know they just don't. They don't post on social media a whole lot. A lot of what I know about them from social media comes from their girlfriends who sometimes post or their wives. And um, yeah, shout out to Logan Couture's girlfriend. You are awesome for the content but uh you know so i think with the um us getting that glimpse into joe thornton shaving his beard off that that's possible that maybe this year we're actually because you know we have a lot of younger guys around that we'll actually get to see some some of those shenanigans and god i hope so because they're just so great and we're at minimum gonna see eric carlson yes absolutely so um that's awesome i'm excited one last costume talk before the halloween episode uh, my favorite costume of all time is i think when he was on the leafs phil kessel his girlfriend went as like a lion tamer like in a safari outfit and he went as a lion oh, but it's God. the saddest costume it's like clearly like a lion onesie with like this huge mane around his face it's so <laughs> funny um we should post it it's it's hilarious oh, uh but that's my favorite one We'll, uh, of all time we'll include some of this in the blog post it's gonna be like the longest blog post ever because we mentioned <laughs> a million things um, a lot of references got to keep up write them yeah. down <laughs> uh so now we're we're gonna do a question um this episode might run a little bit long sorry guys i, I got one question this week and it, obviously last week's episode did not go as planned so there weren't really yeah. a lot of things sent to us Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> weed weed but, wasn't even legal yet. <laughs> but uh, so we did get one question and it's not directly related to previous episodes. So um, I'm going to talk about it. I want to talk about it, um, but I don't want this to be like a thing necessarily. So that all being said, um, I'm going to put timestamps in the blog post and on the description of the episode, um, letting you know when this talk starts and ends because we're going to talk a little bit about sexual assault and so if that's something that makes you uncomfortable or if you're just sick of hearing me talk about it which I think is kind of shitty but also I understand that some people are just going to feel that way uh, you can skip over this next bit here but here's the email that I got this week and this uh this person's named Nick and he says hi C I have a question for your podcast and didn't want to send it through Twitter I've read your from the editor on covering Evander Kane many times plus once again right before I wrote this and first I would like to applaud you for taking the stance you did on the issues with Kane I was hoping you could go deeper into it though I follow the Sharks exclusively so I never really heard much about the sexual assault charges brought up against him all I really know is what you wrote what Wikipedia says and the general idea that these charges are likely genuine I don't like seeing Kane and TL. I don't like my excitement curbed from a goal because he scored it, and I don't like these conflicting feelings. I live in Indiana, and no one I work with or socialize knows an offside from an icing call, so the closest thing I have to discourse on issues that ESPN or CBC articles won't cover is listening to podcasts. I was hoping you'd talk again about Kane and what fans can do to cope with these feelings. So first of all, just want to say, if you're in Indiana, I work in Indiana, 
there's definitely hockey there. <laughs> so if you ever want to hit up a Comets game or a Fuel game, unless you are like, you know, close to Kentucky, let me know. Let's do it. I, you know, there's definitely hockey culture in Indiana. Just need to throw that out there. <laughs> For For, former home that. of Wayne Gretzky. Uh, yes. that's. I saw him at the um, ECHL All-Star game last year because it was held in Indy. And he, I got to meet him. But um, anyway, so there is hockey there. Um, and I, I hope you can find some more people. But if not, I will go to games in Indiana. I am not particularly fond of either of those teams. But uh, <laughs> I haven't checked when the Sharks are coming. It is interesting to have a Sharks fan in Indiana, though. I don't see a whole lot of those. But anyway, so getting back to the, the main issue here. I have talked about this a lot since I wrote that article. But I realize that a lot of that has come in um, in conversations that our readers might not have necessarily heard because I've done a lot of radio hits. I know I talked about it on TSN 1040 in Vancouver, that that was something we talked about. I talked about it with, I think, SB Nation Radio. Um, I've talked about it on a couple different podcasts or radio segments that I've done since then. And, and I've gotten a lot of emails about it from different people. And it, it is really surreal to me because like that piece of, has had such a far reach. It got to a point where I was scrolling through my Twitter timeline and uh, Dmitry Filipovich of um, Sportsnet, um, of the PDO podcast, he had, uh, I, I was scrolling through Twitter and I follow, I've followed him for a while and um, he, there, he posted something with like his notes app and I saw my name in it and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and he was referencing that piece and, and it was... Um, in response to something he had said and, and for further clarification, he had said to see the piece that I wrote. So I know who reads the site and I I know that these things get out there, but it's that piece in particular, I think really brought that to the foreground and, and and why I've done all these radio hits on it is that a lot of people saw it as like a journalistic standard to be met. And, and that's not my intention. My intention with writing that was really once we, officially heard of that trade, I sat down and first I wrote a piece that I think goes hand in hand with that piece and it always gets ignored, but it was breaking down the trade. Something I mentioned in there is that you, the assault charges are tied to Kane's value as a player. And, and the reason that, that Doug Wilson was the only offer on the table was that people perceive Kane as being a locker room issue and that's tied to the assault allegations in his past. And, and you, you can't ignore that. You can't say, you, like, you cannot take that out of the equation and just say, yeah, Doug Wilson got him for pennies on the dollar when there's a very distinct reason why. And so when we, as as journalists, as people who cover sports, when we look at these athletes and, and know that people kind of deify them, that we cannot sit back and and take those narratives and change them just because a player plays for our team and we don't want to say the uncomfortable thing about them and that we don't want to you know admit that the team that we love did something kind of shitty and it sucks it's something that i i've i've been dealing with for you know the last 
nine months or, or however long it's been since since he was traded that you know it is something and I think as we've gone on I've gotten better about talking about Kane and it's you know become a little easier for me and, and that I can talk about his hockey and I don't have to clarify every single time that I'm talking about his hockey not how I feel as, about him as a person because I think uh, for a long time that was used to kind of discredit anything I said about Kane so now it is still, it's still something that's hard, hard to deal with, something that's hard to cope with. And, and my intention with writing that piece, like I said, wasn't to set that kind of standard. I think that, you know, we, ha- we have that responsibility to not, you know, do those redemption kind of stories. But my main purpose was just to, to look at it through the lens of if I was the reader of this site, because I was, I was a reader of, of Fear the Fin before I started writing here. If I was a reader of the site who was also a survivor of sexual assault and this this trade happened i don't think i could read the site anymore just because i wouldn't know and and i'm not going to call anyone out specifically for this but there are are sites that i avoid now because i don't like the way that like i can't predict how they're going to talk about kane i can't tell if when i go to this site I'm not going to see tons of pictures of Kane's face. I'm not going to see him painted as overcoming being accused of sexual assault. And, and so my, my intentions were just to say, Hey, I see you. I stand with you. Here's what you can expect from us. And here's where we are at and what our coverage is going to look like. And I don't want this to not be a safe space for you because SB Nation as a whole, we we really strive to to make SB Nation an inclusive community. So that was really my whole intention. And I, I hoped that by writing that, that was something that maybe people could could use to kind of cope with these feelings, you know, to know that, that I've got your back on this. And, um, you know, in terms of just what you can do to continue to cope with those feelings, I can't say I, you know, I, I'm not the person who tweets about Kane's goals, you know, and I, I do still get that excitement being curbed, you know, because Kane is the one who scored it. You know, my feelings towards other players have, have changed a little bit because I know that the, which ones are really good friends with, with, uh, Evander Kane and believe that multiple girls who have come forward with these accusations have are liars you know I know that they have said those words and that really hurts and it, it's something that's hard to deal with so I, I don't really have a good answer here and, and that sucks <laughs> I wish I wish I did I wish I could say that yeah you just have to to kind of accept it and I I think if you're a reader of Fear the Fin you you've got a good community of people who who evaluate him for his hockey and um that behind the scenes, um, and even publicly, not a lot of us like him as a person. I mean, I pretty much none of us really like him as a person. <laughs> we just accept that he's on the team, and and that's something we have to write about. We have to do our job. We have to deal with that, and we do. But we we're very responsible in how how we decide to to cover that. And yeah, I like I said, I don't have an easy answer there. I think if you love the Sharks, you love the Sharks. And for some people, acquiring Kane was a breaking point. And I totally understand that, that, you know, everyone, everyone has a line, I think, with their team where what would it take to make you drop your team? And actually, 
some some friends of mine that have a podcast that is now going to end. I'm very sad about this. A uh, real good show on one of their recent episodes. That was something they were asked is what would be enough to make you because they're Canucks fans. What would be the thing that makes you not be a Canucks fan? And for um, I believe Stefan said and I think Stefan and Justin both actually said that getting someone who is an abuser would would probably be enough. And and for me, I, I'm not at that line necessarily. And I think part of that is because I cover the Sharks. So it's a little harder to be like, well, going to step away now when this is like my job. <laughs> but but it, it does it does change things. And if that's not necessarily your line, that's because, you know, everyone looks at, you know, things differently. And honestly, every single team in the league has this issue. Every single team ha- has dealt with a player who either has sexual assault charges against him or or abuse or revenge porn was one thing. You know, like things like that. This happens. Misogyny happens across the entire league and and no team has dealt with it well. So if that's not your line, it's totally understandable. And... Uh, you just gotta you gotta t- take the good with the bad, I guess. Sometimes, if you if you love the sharks, you know, unfortunately, that's the the reality that we're living in. There's there's no really easy answer, I guess. If you can just find the good in the good moments and and accept that, then that's just where you're gonna be. Unfortunately, but I just I think I wanted to do some clarification, um, as and you know, because yeah. a lot of this is stuff that I like I said I've talked about it in places that you guys might not have necessarily heard and that article felt a little incomplete. So yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah. that's and I, I don't think, I don't think anybody looks at your coverage and thinks, well, there's no Kane coverage here. When he does stuff, he does stuff. When he doesn't, we don't need to bring him up. Right. So, uh, it's all just be- about making fear the fin a safe space for, for survivors of assault. And, and I don't think that's a bad thing. And I don't think we failed to do our job in doing that either no and i mean i mean y- you and everybody else and myself and stuff we're open to talk about if you have an issue with how we're covering it come talk to us don't come at us with names and stuff like that or call us things but like if you have actual questions about why c wrote the thing like nick did then that's that's totally fair and i think a lot of us are open to talking about it and how we deal with it and stuff like that so if you if you want like we're open we're here but this is how c and the site covers it and i think it's a fair and respectable way one last thing and the reason i think too that i really wanted to to actually get into this on the show is that like I think with the kind of social climate that we are in right now, this is still an important conversation to have. It's not just a, why are you continually bringing up Kane when you you don't need to keep bringing this up? This is only the second time I've talked about this in terms of site coverage. I talked about it when the trade happened and then I let it be. And, um, and now I'm coming back to it for this. Um, and I think that it's, I just, I, right now it's still an important conversation to, to have how we talk about abusers and, and people who have those allegations against them. And, uh, quick thing I do want to point out because I know ultimately it doesn't matter if you feel like you think it happened or not. No, that doesn't matter because for sexual assault survivors, the, that's not even part of the conversation. But when uh, the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing was is going on, still is going on because, Jesus, American politics are a disaster. Something that got brought up is the the validity of, uh, of people who come forward with these claims, right? And a couple quick things is that, like, you cannot... Like they did a study where where they tried to pay people to say that Donald Trump sexually assaulted them, 
And you literally cannot pay people money to do that, to come forward with false allegations because the ramifications of coming forward are so high uh, for people who do. The other thing is that women who do make false claims fall under very specific psychological categories or profiles rather is the word I guess I wanted to look for there. And that the number one profile of false assault claims are teenage girls who got pregnant and don't want to tell their parents. That is the number one. And that the more women who come forward, especially if they are unaffiliated with each other in any way, the more likely it is that these claims are true. So with him having multiple women come forward, he does not fit the bill of someone who has false allegations against him. So while I can't say that like legally he he did not get charged or he got charged, charges got dropped, so he did not get convicted of sexual assault. However, neither of those situations kind of fill the bill of of a false claim and false claims are so incredibly rare. So with all of that and with the the kind of climate that we're in right now, I still think that this is an important conversation to to be had. And it's not something that I'm going to, like, I don't want to keep bringing it up on the site because it is something that is triggering to survivors to continue to talk about it. But I think that clarifying it right now with where we are at in the world this is a good conversation to have. So I, I'm glad that it was asked because I, I think that there were some important clarifications to get made there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll move on. We'll do fun stuff now. <laughs> um, so last week, our predictions were not great. I mean, we we were both within a point as far as points go. Uh, I got it right on. I said four. Yep. I wanted to say four. Kyle bullied me and you all missed it. <laughs> Um, I said three, so I was still off by one, so I still get a point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Aaron Dell, we both said zero, so we got points there, and then our bold predictions were both off. So Hold on, what was your bold prediction again? That Joe Thornton would not return in Buffalo, but would against uh, the Islanders, and then go back on IR. And he did not. He's play still on IR. <laughs> yep. Did not ever come off of the IR. Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin Kurtz made a, a good point uh, on on the Twitter machine. Uh, somebody asked, like, what, what's going on with uh, Thornton? He said, if he doesn't play in Long Island, it'll have been two weeks, and it's fair to not know anything. But after that point, it's fair to start asking questions because it's been two weeks. And I think that's a really good point. After two weeks with an infection, I think it's fair to get an update. Even as broad as we're still dealing with the infection, maybe he's just working out. It, it's just nice to know where they are, especially after two weeks of, of a one-week injury. So uh, I thought that was a really good point and kind of jumps on your prediction. Yeah, I, I don't know. As someone who regularly gets infections granted i get throat infections like crazy i need to get my tonsils taken out really bad <laughs> they, they, they don't do that anymore what yeah that's like that's like an old timey thing from like the 90s no they definitely still take out people's tonsils i mean like if you regularly get throat infections I, I yeah i think you have to have like a certain criteria it's not like the old yeah, wild wild yeah, west yeah. days where they're just hacking out tonsils no uh it's something that a lot of because i'm a soprano singer and a lot of sopranos end up having to get their tonsils removed because it, it just something about singing in those high ranges for extended periods of time tends to make them prone to infection. So the, oh, farewell, farewell tonsils. Yeah. All that's just to say that um, as someone who regularly deals with infection, I think that uh, 
two weeks is not unheard of. You know, that's... And especially with it being something that he had surgically repaired. Yeah, I I just think at two weeks, it's time for an update. Yeah, I think that they would have an update at that point. But I mean, we kind of got an update a couple days ago where they were like, he's looking more ready, but we don't want to put him in until the infection completely clears. Because that's what Pete DeBoer, I think, said right when they got back from their first practice Um, back. So, I mean, that's pretty well an update that, like, yeah, we until the infection's 100% gone, we don't want to put him in, which makes sense. So Yeah, and Gambrell's going on the road trip, so. He played with the Barracuda tonight. Yeah, but he's going on the road trip. Yeah, which is. (laughs) So. I think they didn't need to just leave him in the the AHL. Like, just let him play. Like, because he's not going to play with the Sharks. So no, but he, but I think because of the way the games work and stuff like that, they can mess around with him the yeah. way that they did Tim Heath and stuff like that, where they can move him up and down and ferry him back and forth. I would still, I would rather just have him get the experience and get uh, the ice time and and have someone else on reserve because they have several players who are, I mean, about Gambrell level. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily Gambrell level because he's actually been very good in the AHL so far. Yeah. But like, you know that would fill in at about that level because he he hasn't been great in the NHL. So let him build that confidence in the AHL for a while. Let him actually get the skills there and improve yeah, wh- rather than just yeah. like practicing with the Sharks. <laughs> for sure. But so- sometimes it's done as a reward because they uh, – like w- so if Gambrell goes on the road trip, he gets called up and makes his NHL – because they get paid on – if people don't know, NHL players and most athletes get paid on a game basis. They don't get a right. two-week paycheck or whatever. They get paid per game. Right. So – Sometimes coaches do it as a reward where you get to come up and when he's going on the per di- uh, um, on the per diem, when he's going on the road trip, he gets his per diem too, which is like 900 bucks a day or something outrageous. Right. So sometimes it's a nice little reward. You cut to come with us for like seven days. You get three NHL game checks rather than AHL game checks and then you get your per diem and you go back. So I could, maybe they're doing it that way. They're kind of rewarding him. I don't know, but I agree that he should just be in the AHL <laughs> right. and let him, let him feast and see what they have. But I mean... There could be 20 other reasons. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. So this week they have, they're going to have three games before we record again. Cause I imagine we'll record after the game on Sunday. So they're going to be at Nashville at Carolina and at Anaheim. Uh, the only, real, <laughs> yeah, the only real preview I want to do there. Cause I mean, Nashville's good. Anaheim is just resting on the shoulders of John Gibson, but Carolina <laughs> is actually very good (laughs) like any of the charts and stuff you see it's like sharks and then hurricanes like top of the chart is sharks and then the hurricanes are right behind them every single one like if you look at game space expected goals like it's always just like sharks and hurricane so the hurricanes are fun and good yes they are like and i'm not like you know i've followed multiple teams and stuff and i I've never gotten into the Hurricanes because they've been bad. They've had ownership issues and whatever else going on. Also, Carolina Hurricanes is kind of bleh. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not Uh, grabby. Yeah, they're really fun to watch this year. Like, seriously. And I've, like, become friends with people on Kane's Twitter, which is very weird. Yeah, I... I really like them. Like I, I would not be mad if they had a lot of success this year. I would, I would actually be kind of for that. Plus, they have I, a lot of fun players. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they got Dougie Hamilton, who I love. So that's Sebastian. Sebastian Aho. <laughs> yes. Plus, like we have Brett Hedekin, so uh, we can't hate 
the canes, right? Like, we just can't. We have Hetty, so. Yeah, they're fine. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be a fun game. I'm actually very excited about that one. Do you want to do points? How many points do you think out of those possible six? Um, Nashville has UC Saros in that. Pekka Rene's on the IR. So that's kind of interesting. I bet they beat the shit out of Anaheim. Uh, <laughs> like, like with a two by four. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the Sopranos? Like one of those full, full six sharks are going on. Sharks are going on a run. Sharks are, this is, this is the, this is the next three weeks is when the sharks lock up the division. They're, they're going on a run. They are, they are in full, like they're over 9,000. They're going super Saiyan. dudes are scoring. The Scandinavian line is absolutely outrageous. Meyer, LeBanc, Hurdle, which needs a name. No, no, that's stupid of me. Meyer, Couture, Hurdle. Um, <laughs> they need a name, but they are outrageous. I just, the team is firing right now. If Martin Jones can be semi-competent for 60 minutes, um, I, I like six points. I, th- I, think they, I think they get up for the Nashville game, win a close one, let's say, win a close one. Yeah. Uh, Carolina and San Jose is a track meet that they end up winning, and then they like beat Anaheim like 5 nothing or something like that. So I'm going to say four points. Who do they lose to, or is it just a shitload of overtime? <laughs> see, that's the thing. I think either – I think oh, – see, this is hard. I honestly, I almost want to say that they're going to lose all these games, but. <laughs> oh, you here's say zero, you coward, say zero. I know. Well, here's the thing. All three of these teams are at the top of their division right now. So. Uh, well, I mean. But Anaheim, Nashville, actually on. good. They've only lost one game. So they're probably going to lose to Nashville. Carolina um, has at least lost, right? They've lost three or no they've lost four sorry they lost one in overtime so they actually split their season so far but they um they're good uh, i think that the sharks can win against them i wouldn't be surprised the sharks had an overtime loss scenario against them as well i mean you know and then anaheim like it's just so fucking lucky right now it's pissing me off but they they have five wins and three losses one overtime loss and they are leading the Pacific right now. So uh, if they run into John Gibson again and it just can't get through him, then, you know, I could see a scenario where they lose to Nashville, get an overtime loss to Carolina, and then, like, an overtime win against Anaheim or something. like. That's three points. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say four. I think that they lose to Nashville. I'm going to be a little more optimistic than realistic and say that they lose to Nashville and then win against Carolina at Anaheim. All right, all right. So six for me, four for you. Mm-hmm. And then what, uh, Dell watch? I think we see Dell once in Carolina. Okay, I was, I was going to say Dell once as well, and I'm debating between Carolina and uh, Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah, I say Carolina. That's my guess. I, th- I feel like I, ju- I have this gut feeling that Pete DeBoer doesn't respect Carolina because it's Carolina, but he respects Anaheim. So he would put Jones in the Anaheim game and just be like, whatever, Del, go deal with Carolina. Well, I don't know. I mean, you got to imagine with New Jersey, he saw Carolina quite a bit, but that was not when Carolina was good. But I don't, I don't know. I just feel like there's like a, a mentality that like eh, it's Carolina, whatever. I, don't, I think we see Dell once, and hmm, I'll say, you know, what? I'll say Anaheim. I, I bet you, I, I bet you, I bet you, too, somebody though. Doug Wilson Jr. slips a chart into uh, <laughs> DeBoer's office, and he's like, oh shit, 
Carolina's good. Anaheim's bad. And they send out Dell at the end of the long road trip. I'll say Dell. I'll say Dell once against Anaheim. You're going. I, I you're going with Carolina because uh, yes, I'm going to go with Carolina. But I can see Anaheim just because they'll need their own goaltending to be solid if they're going to go up against a really good goaltender. They don't want to let in anything easy. Yeah. While they're and trying I mean, to score I, like the one goal, they'll be allowed to score that game. You know. <laughs> yeah. So. So they'll, I, I they'll get their one. starter out there for Anaheim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our king, Aaron. It's nice when you get your starter locked up for $1.1 million. Um, yeah, so one one Dell each. I, I think Nashville, we 100% see Jones. It's He's been playing yeah. well enough to, to get that start or whatever. And unless unless Pete matches Aaron Dell. No, he won't do that. Okay, so and then bold predictions. Do you have one? No, I like to formulate it. I like to, I like to feel, taste the podcast, listen to it, <laughs> get, a, get a good mouth feel. <laughs> gross mouthfeel is really weird i listen to two food podcasts and if people don't know i'm doing like a hardcore clean eating diet and hardcore uh workout plan right now so yeah, it's like super uh, i'm just yeah it's super hardcore it's eight weeks um i've just finished week two tonight um but i've been listening to a podcast called doughboys shout out to those guys they're awesome and they talk about chain restaurants um so i've been it's weird how it satiates my cravings but they're talking about delicious food but they say the word mouthfeel sometimes and it's really funny and they pointed out that mouthfeel is a weird word to say yeah so i didn't know mouthfeel was like an actual thing like i watch brooklyn 99 and charles has a food blog and he he talks about all the things that he rates his pizza on and he says mouthfeel and i'm like okay that's got to be like a joke because that's not a real thing right and then like (laughs) oh it's a real thing holt is like of course i read your newsletter like it's the only one that measures mouthfeel and i'm like wait is that actually a thing? And then, like, I, I can't remember what it was, like, a food thing anyway that said mouthfeel. And I was like, oh, my God, like, that is a real thing. That's not, like, a joke that they were making. That was, like... That yeah, was- like, an easy <laughs> an easy way to, to know what mouthfeel is is, like, a good mouthfeel would be, like, a nice, like, crunchy wedge salad that has, like, all the flavors in there. A bad mouthfeel would be, like, a, a piece of white bread that's got water on it. Ew, oh, God, ew, <laughs> ew, ew, ew. ew. <laughs> yeah so that's that's how you that's like kind of like a quick little like something that just tastes good in your mouth but then something that's really bad so uh mouth feels really funny but yeah uh, i I love this section of the podcast where we talk about mouthfeel it's really great um i I like the food section that we've developed a nice little food culture on our podcast last week we talked about rhubarb pie um okay so my prediction, my bold prediction, my last time, last week I said that Eric Carlson would score two goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has not. He is still goalless. Uh, but I'm going to say that Anti Suomela and Rourke Sharache both get their first goals this this road trip. Yeah, uh, I was actually, that's funny because I was going to, I was just looking up team stats to, to make this prediction yes yeah, Su- suomela has uh, been doing everything but scoring and it's frustrating but I, I i think he gets off the schneid and i think rourke does too yeah that was i was looking for rourke's stats because i was gonna say that rourke has a multi-point game oh nice do it yeah that's that's my bold prediction because he's the, still the rourke the rourkening got a big old goose egg so he doesn't have any points Mm-mm. oh poor guy yep zero points in six games which sucks because he's been doing well so like i want him to be rewarded yeah i think he gets a multi-point game this week nice imagine he busts over like five points Jesus. <laughs> you mean he pulls a kevin lebank because kevin lebank is that good he's done that yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah yep mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh i think it was a four yeah. point game but whatever same thing 
He's so good. Much like Thomas Hurdle's four goal game. <laughs> the Sharks sometimes have outrageous goal totals and yeah. like point totals in games. Uh, okay, so I think Suomela and Sharjay get off the schneid for goals, and then you think uh, Rorky Boy gets a, a multi-point game. I like this. Yeah. Good, good things. This is much more positive than your Joe Thornton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not not as funny. I still think that that was just like a absolutely. It was good because it was very bold and like quasi plausible. Yeah. Right. It was truly a bold prediction. And I, I mentioned it in the little mini thing that we did last week. But uh, we had such a good little thing about joe thornton only playing at home like we <laughs> we had a whole bit oh yeah maybe maybe so they're good. just saving him for the home yeah. like he's just a home player <laughs> yeah. and then gabrielle gets to go sit in the press box on the road yep <laughs> a new it's a new everybody's zigging you zag yep. and this is the zag <laughs> all right so i think that that's about it for us right yeah we got nothing else final thoughts uh, yeah i have lots more food thoughts if anybody oh, cares no, we're not which i'm assuming thoughts. nobody cares uh we'll have a separate podcast where we talk about food and <laughs> pop culture <laughs> we'll make that happen but if you want to listen to just this podcast you can find blood sweat and teal on itunes google play soundcloud and stitcher if there are other places you want to see us let me know you can email us at fearthefin at gmail.com um, let me know if there's somewhere else you listen to your podcasts. I haven't really looked too much into Spotify. Last time I looked, they weren't accepting like a whole lot of podcasts, but that might be something I, I try and get us on again. Look into that at least. But if there's something else, you, somewhere else you listen to podcasts, just let us know. And uh, apparently all of you listen on SoundCloud. Yeah, there's a lot of listeners on SoundCloud. And I think it's part of it's that we embed it in the the blog post and a lot of you come from the blog post i don't know that we have any listeners who are not readers of the site if you listen to us like you just listen to us and you don't read the site let me know yeah i want to know what's yeah up we, with that. we like, want I these people talk to I, you and be like why how do you i will i will i will put this out here not having talked to see we will invite you on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe just for like two minutes. I don't know about that. <laughs> but I just, at worst, at worst, I will have an email communique with you and I will make a post about what we talked about because I want to know why you're listening to us yeah, that aren't I'm, reading about the sharks. Yeah, I'm just very curious. So shoot us an email. Yeah. I want to thank Molly Murakami for our artwork. It's beautiful. If you haven't gone to our Twitter to check out the full thing yet, it is just so cool. I, I love our artwork so much. Sometimes I just go and look at it because she made us very cute. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's really great. You can check out her artwork on mollymirakami.com. You can find her on Twitter at HeyMolls. That's Hey, M-O-L-L-S. She's awesome. She also does players like Brendan Dillon. Yes. Uh, if you, she did his Abby. <laughs> yep. His Twitter profile picture is from her Player a Day series that she did back in February. So... So she's got street cred. She's not just a blood, sweat, and teal cred. (laughs) Yeah, I think also uh, Yannick Weber uses uh, the same series, a picture that she did of him from that same series on his Instagram. Okay, so so she does Brendan Dillon's. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if if anybody if anybody knows what team Yannick, what do you know what team Yannick Weber plays for? The Predators. Oh, nice. Okay. Do you know what team he came from? No. The Habs. Oh. <laughs> him, and, him and Alexei Emelin were cast off from the Habs, and the Predators were like, okay, you'll just be our third pair now. It was very strange. Oh, interesting. Yeah, weird. Also, Alexei Emelin has a plate in his head, and he can't fight anymore. Jesus. All right, so check her out. She's awesome. She's got a yeah, hockey she's comic great. called Blue Liners. Uh, it's about a fictional USHL team and the first girl to join them. So very good. We also want to thank the Honey Wilders for letting us use their song Idle Wild as our intro and outro. You can find them on Facebook 
and they've got all their show information there. They're a Bay Area band, so if you're in Sharks territory, you can actually check them out. Um, they have a show coming up, do they, I think. Do they? Next month? Watch. Next month? Oh, yeah. I think, Something like I think that. I they've got one coming up in November, at the beginning of November. Um, you yeah. can also listen to them on Spotify if you want to hear the full version of that song. It's so good. It gets stuck in my head every time I edit the show. So mm-hmm. um, they're they're real good. You can find us on Twitter at BS and Teal. You can find Kyle at Kyle Demetrius. You can find C at Now You See Me, spelled like her name, not like the ocean. Yep. <laughs> and it's S-I-E. Do you, do you have anything exciting coming up, Kyle? Uh, actually, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> what? No, I was, I was, uh, no, I'm just going to keep it to myself for now. Okay. Well, you've got like your new job and stuff. That's pretty cool. Your life is. I have, I I have, I have a new job. Uh, I just, we got TV today. Um, (laughs) Weird. We, we uncut the cord uh, and got it back just because they basically came for free. But uh, site wise, I don't know. I'm going to be, I've been a little busy. I'll be jumping back on the Twitter game, live game, live game, game live. I can't speak. (laughs) Live, what is it called live, live tweeting, tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> i don't have you ever had that where the word just escapes your head anyway i'll i'll get back on that uh hopefully this week uh probably for nashville because uh, it's in a normal time uh yeah. my time eight o'clock so that's nice um i i have some stuff that i'm working i'm trying to work on a new series but it's hard because i don't want people to freak out but it's fun and it's hard to do actually so <laughs> oh yeah 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 i know what you're yeah about now. <laughs> it's hard to get the right tone without yeah. sounding like an idiot I uh, so there's that but uh, check me out I'm around I pop up I'm on Twitter I uh, I would love to talk about food with people because I'm starving for delicious food yeah please talk to him about everything that tastes good and make him crack his horrible diet <laughs> no don't six weeks left you can, you can stick to this I don't really have anything coming up I have uh, the the K-Wings have started their season officially so that's what I've been doing it's but we should say there's lots of good work on Fear the Fin um off the charts comes up around uh the power rankings i see on our internal chat just got submitted so there's always lots of good stuff go check it out yeah definitely. ryan eric I, other eric other erica <laughs> <laughs> i um i'm not around writing as much right now like i said just with the k-wings starting that is mess my whole stuff up in terms of that but our guys do great work so <laughs> um i i love this site i love the work that they do so check all that stuff out um if you are interested in K-Wing stuff, it'll be up on Canucks Army soon. Although I have been posting the post-game audio, so if you want to hear me sound really stupid while I interview some players, I have a really good clip from last last week. Well, this week, I guess. It would have been Friday night where um, I asked Brendan Bradley how he was feeling after the game, and he says, Ah, uh, I feel like I played a hockey game. <laughs> so that's a great answer and if you don't know if you don't know who brandon bradley is go check out the k-wings work yeah (laughs) he's oh he's so good anyway this has been blood sweat and teal once again i'm c i'm still taller than ever san jose shark (laughs) and eric carlson is a san jose shark (laughs) 